CZ's Binance is the latest crypto hack victim with over $40 million in Bitcoin stolen. Fidelity Investments is really close to rolling out institutional Bitcoin trading, and Facebook continues to work on their own crypto. We have got the latest blockchain news that you need to know. Regardless of your politics, religion, race, creed, or hamburger preference, Five Guys is the best. We welcome all to the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. It's a happy, shiny crypto utopia where all join hands and sing, come buy Bitcoin, except for Roger Veer. He sings, come buy Bitcoin cash, but we love him as well. It's the Bad News episode number 267 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Buy Bitcoin, my lord. Come buy Bitcoin. <laughs> the lord doesn't need to buy Bitcoin. He owns it all anyway, right? Okay, that's good. He owns all the bad coin in the world also. Well, that's not true. There's other people who have got some of that. Yeah, but, you know, we we all leave it behind, and ultimately, it's like God owns everything. Well, that's true. It's all just digits on a screen. It is. It's just it's all on lease for this brief blip that we are here on the planet Earth. But we're glad that you're choosing to spend some time here at the Bad Crypto Podcast because um, we like when you listen to our show. Yeah, and we're talking about magical Internet money. Hey, did you know that they are I don't know if they're filming it now or if it's already done, but there is a Bill and Ted's sequel coming out. With really? Yeah, Keanu Reeves and uh, the other dude who nobody knows his name because Keanu became <laughs> a big time celebrity. And the other dude's probably like, oh, I got work again. I get to do another Bill and Ted's. Yeah, finally, I get to, I, I get to do the same thing again. This is great. I think it's um, Alex something or other. I just, I you know, I would love to see like a digitized George Carlin in it as Rufus. They got to do something with that. They got to do, you can't ignore George Carlin who had a pretty integral role in that whole thing, right? Yeah, I found it on Yahoo Entertainment. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter announced um, a 2020 sequel, the third in the series. It's going to be called Bill and Ted 3 Face the Music, slated for a spring 2020 release. So, yeah, Wild Stallions. Dude, I was just going to ask. I'm like, I wonder, like, you know, in the past 20 something years, did their band make it? Were they like super famous rock musicians or something? You know, it's like. I got to know that 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 would make sense because that's what they wanted. Wild stallions and like, so maybe they became famous rock stars. We'll see. This should be fun. So there's a video. uh, We'll link it in the show notes because that's kind of bad news also. And you could see uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter announce that. Uh, How about we give a shout out to our sponsors who without which this show is not made possible. That is true. Divi. Divi is a cryptocurrency app that makes it so easy to earn, transact, and store your cryptos. Uh, Divi is a first crypto ecosystem powered by masternodes that can be installed in one click. Very, very simple to do. And uh, with Divi's Machi, as I say, the masternode one-click cloud installer, users begin earning crypto at the click of a button. Uh, Very simple. There's not a whole lot of arduous setup process or anything. And the network smart wallet enables users to easily store and transact their earned crypto with the luxury of a simple interface. 
Very nice. Divi was created by the Divi Project. That's a team that is committed to reducing the friction of cryptocurrency through UX and UI. That's user experience and user interface. You can check it out at diviproject.org. Take me to your master node. I'm actually syncing my wallet right now. I just loaded it up, and I thought once it's synced here, I'll let you guys know how much Divi um, I'm pulling today. I've got the gold and I think the silver master nodes. Is that what you've got set up? No, I got a gold. I have a gold. And Mr. Travis Wright, I have just spun up my Divi desktop app on my PC, which I what I really like is that you spin up your master nodes, but you don't have to keep the app open. It's once your master nodes are running, they're running. And I have earned 540 Divi on each of my master nodes that are running uh, right now today. That's pretty Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, what seems to happen is like you get about a four, a three to four of those a day if on your gold. So I know that. So you get about 540. So normally you're getting about. Uh, 2100 or so per day 2200 on the on the gold one and then the or yeah, on the silver one you're only getting that one time a day so you're getting 540 so for you you're you're getting about what 2600 a day just on those two master notes free cryptos pretty cool and let's also give a shout out to blue share our new sponsor swiss tokenized shares these are security tokens you can learn more about this at blueshare.io it's basically tokenized equity in a swiss based mining operation it's interprom mining ag there's a video on their site you could check out but basically what this does is their security tokens give you exposure to a construction business that's got 23 years of a proven track record and a pipeline of natural resources mining and exploration projects you sign up you get waitlisted you invest and if you refer others to blue share you get rewarded and so if you're interested in this you can go check it out and see what they've got to offer they have raised 128 billion euro in capital uh, for funding the natural resources mining and exploration business of interprom secure proven blockchain liquid 24 7 accessible blue share dot io and with that let's get to the news ross ulbricht is serving a double life sentence without parole for all nonviolent charges for creating a website please help free this peaceful man Go to freeross.org and sign and share the petition. And time's 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on May the 8th in the year of 2019. The market cap standing at 185 billion, teetering up close to 186. Bitcoin looking to break 6,000. Maybe it's at 59.28 right now. Ethereum 169, XRP 30 cents. Bitcoin Cash 283, Litecoin 74, EOS 489, Binance Coin 21, Tether just under a dollar at 999 and stellar nine and a half cents cardano six and a half cents very exciting stuff the crypto world i mean look at that 185 billion dollars it's been a long time since we've seen the market cap that high mr joe com especially when doing a bad news we've not done a bad news in a while i think the last time we did a bad news was about 140 billion 
people are people have written and saying are we ever going to hear bad news again so we thought we'd pop one in here for you guys it's just that we've had so many interesting uh people in the crypto space that we're interviewing it's like okay do we just talk around the news or do we bring you the these quality interviews and so every now and then we throw this in there we might even throw a talking tokens in again soon yeah we need we need to do one of those one of those crypto roulette that's like kind of the talking tokens crypto roulette kind of combo it could happen it could happen. You don't know. So it feels, feels good. <laughs> it feels good to see, uh, you know, the Bitcoin creeping back up to 6,000 again. And uh, certainly there's a lot of signs that, um, you know, the crypto markets are coming back. No guarantees. Nobody really knows for sure. But it, it does look like the thaw is upon us. You know what? And that's we are not financial advisors. I don't know if we've told you that in a while, but uh, it does look as if things are moving in the right direction. And, you know, when we were seeing it like hitting 4,000 teetering in the end of the threes, we're like, ah, and here we are about to pop through 6,000. Boy, that sure would be nice. Seeing a lot of the other altcoins sort of rise, the ones that are actually doing stuff. A lot of the ones that are sort of hanging down there in the lower rankings there, you know, maybe they haven't, they haven't built enough yet, but uh, it's good to see the prices going up, folks. It's fun. Uh, you know, what's bad is that the real bad news tends to surface when things appear to be going well. And that bad news happened just yesterday. Uh, the lead story on Coindesk, hackers steal $40.7 in Bitcoin from crypto exchange Binance. That's more than 7,000 Bitcoin. From the article, Binance announced that a large-scale security breach was discovered earlier on May 7th, finding that malicious actors were able to access using API keys, two-factor authentication codes, and potentially other info. And as a result, they withdrew $41 million in Bitcoin from the exchange. Wow. Mm -hmm. 7,000 Bitcoin is what they were able to snag. And it just goes to show how good the community is because a lot of other exchanges have then come out to say, hey, well, we will block any transactions from those addresses that have stole, that have, that have tried to steal. So I think Bitcoin, uh, Coinbase has mentioned that as well, maybe Jim, maybe Jim and I. But I know that there's some other exchanges out there who says, well, we will not accept deposits from that. And, you know, this is not something that's going to break Binance. You know, Binance is making what almost a billion dollars every quarter or something, something like that. And um, so, but what they're doing is they have a secure asset fund for users to cover the loss. So that it's called SAFU. S A F U is the acronym for that. And so that's what uh, CZ had said. Funds are SAFU. So yeah, so they went through some uh, unscheduled server maintenance and uh, they have uh, updated and. They're back on the road now, but uh, anytime somebody gets hacked in a, in a big exchange, like, you know, Binance is as big as it gets, you know, Coinbase or Gemini, any of those three were to get hacked, that's big news. And Binance getting hacked is very big news, 7,000 Bitcoin. So Binance says they are going to conduct a thorough security review. And yeah, I hope so. What's really interesting is that the response is not as dramatic as I thought it would be. I mean, there was definitely, you know, Bitcoin initially went down, but now it's back to over 5,900. So uh, maybe because they've got it covered, I, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I would expect a hack that big from the biggest exchange to have a more dramatic impact. You know, it makes you wonder if that was an inside job, right? It's like, 
some of those exchanges are so you know, you know they're they're very secure, and it makes you wonder like is something like that seven thousand exactly were to get stolen and. I don't know. Just interesting. It makes you wonder. Uh, we will see as the news comes out over the over the next you know couple of few weeks or so. Maybe we'll find out exactly what happened. But it's always interesting when that stuff happens. It makes you go, hmm, who had the keys? It would probably be easier for somebody who was on the inside, but who knows? Somebody might. What did they know, and when did they know it? Meanwhile, good news from the institutional. Um, financial markets, Fidelity Investments is going to start institutional Bitcoin trading within weeks. So if you are a client of the monster Fidelity, they are a $7 trillion firm, then you will be able to trade Bitcoin using their services, which is uh, definitely a move towards mainstream. That is a move towards mainstream. Now, they did not confirm the time frame. Fidelity did not, but the company did hint that its future direction would only involve more integration within the Bitcoin space. Now, the Bitcoin space, is it, are they going to add more cryptos? Is it just going to be Bitcoin? Probably the very first entree will be Bitcoin. But, um, you know, it's always great to see, you know, big organizations allowing their large amount of customers to be able to easily acquire Bitcoin. Because, you know, I think that it's a daunting task for a lot of folks, maybe the older baby boomers, just to, I've heard of Bitcoin. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to get it. I don't know. And so they just don't do anything about it. So a company like Fidelity that has $7 trillion in assets, allowing people to come in and institutionally buy Bitcoin, I think that's a good thing. And that just shows that adoption is, is, is coming. And once larger organizations like Fidelity allow people to buy Bitcoin, more and more people are going to feel safe about buying Bitcoin, right? So just we just ease on down the road. Ease on down. Ease on down the road. You are the whiz. Thanks. Uh, you know, the Fidelity did a survey last week, and it showed, quote, a consistent appetite for Bitcoin among its target market. They said 22% of the over 400 institutional investors who responded to the survey said they already owned Bitcoin as part of their portfolio, and about half were sympathetic to including it. I have sympathy for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin. Uh, also in the news, uh, Warren Buffett, the CEO of Berkshire Hathaway, one of the richest men in the world, one of the best investors ever. Uh, he had famously called Bitcoin, what, rat poison squared originally? I think that's what they called it. Now he has a new fresh metaphor for Bitcoin. It is a seashell. And he has said that it doesn't do anything. It just sits there. It's like a seashell or something. And that is not an investment to me. I think... That he's so caught up in products and see, you know, in, in the different CPG things that he invests in that he doesn't realize that this is a better form of money. Dollars just sit there, right? What does dollars do? Dollars are, you know, it's like I'm gonna invest a whole bunch of dollars. Well, you you're not because the price of the, the value of the dollar is inflationary, so it decreases in time, whereas Bitcoin is deflationary and increases over time. He just you know, I don't think he just doesn't get it yet. I'm actually, I'm conducting an experiment right now. I just took a $1 bill out of my wallet and placed it on the table before me. And uh, George Washington, I'm taking my hands off and now I'm going to see what it does. It's like a seashell, and isn't it? Waiting. It, it okay. appears to be just sitting there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just, it, yes, I can confirm now for 10 seconds, the dollar bill that I've placed before me is just sitting there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no no sign that it's going to be doing anything anytime soon either. Yep. And he said this. It's like, oh, all right. So I'm going to tear off a button off of his shirt. And what I have here is a little token. And I'll offer it to you for $1,000. And I'll see if I can get the price up to $2,000 by the end of the day. But the button has one use, and it's a very limited use. But come on. A dollar, it can be bought. You can use a dollar to buy anything. And guess what? Bitcoin, you can do the same thing. We're getting to the point where you can buy pretty much anything with Bitcoin and crypto. So I, I, he just doesn't get it, man. Somebody needs to. Which is really, really surprising. I mean, this is a, a smart man. And for some reason, there is this block there. And, and I just want to confirm one more time. The dollar is indeed just sitting there. In fact, I gave it a little nudge. And it, it responded by kind of shaking for a moment, and then mm-hmm. it stopped, and it's still just sitting there. Yeah. Do you have a fan on? No, there's not a fan on or anything. It's just it's literally just sitting there. You know, with the seashell, if you pick it up, you can hear the ocean. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> if I put a Bitcoin to my ear, will I, will I hear this sound? <laughs> you wouldn't because you can't put a Bitcoin to your ear. Mm, that is true. I cannot. So uh, here's some more news from Cointelegraph that apparently when they've analyzed various uh, addresses out there, that one address in particular has been responsible for more than half of the Bitcoin cash transactions in the past month. It's you go to the Bitcoin Cash Block Explorer, and there's one account that's made more than 587,000 transactions since it became operational about a month ago. What is that about? Hmm. But look at it. The address has received $22,763 and has sent mm-hmm. $21,546. So leaving it with a balance of like 4.3 BCH. That tells me that. Maybe if they've done that many transactions and the amount of money that's in that account now, that sounds like some just plain manipulation to me, looking at it from a non-financial advisor, non-forensic person. But I'm like, oh, you've done 587,000 transactions. That means buying, selling, buying, selling, buying, selling. So at least to maybe have it look like there's more volume on those exchanges potentially. But mm-hmm. I mean, five hundred eighty-seven thousand transactions, and you basically have a balance of one thousand two hundred sixteen dollars now. What is that? Well, certainly manipulation is one theory. This article puts forth another one that maybe somebody's performing a test potentially for a game, and developers are taking advantage of the fact that Bitcoin Cash has low fees. So that certainly, you know, that could be mm-hmm. a legitimate theory. Bitcoin Cash is worth about two hundred eighty-five dollars. As of right now, uh, it's just really interesting that mm-hmm. that's a lot of uh, many transactions. Oh, and guess what? A hard fork of uh, Bitcoin Cash is scheduled for May 15th with a scaling and privacy code change being enforced to improve its privacy and scalability. That is not, I mean, a hard fork, or they're not creating a new, a new coin, are they? Another new coin, Bitcoin Cash, Cash Plus, Diamond? I don't believe so. Bad. <laughs> Super awesome Bitcoin Bcash. Yeah, fun. I don't, I don't know. So Binance is, you know, just part of the whole when it comes to the hacks. This article on the itweb.co.za, which I believe is Zaire, right? It's uh, an African publication. It says criminals stole more than three hundred fifty-six million from exchanges and infrastructure during the first quarter 
of 2019. So, you know, um, certainly the Binance hack was big. The Quadriga uh, CX one was was huge because that was 195 million. But there's others as well. And cyber criminals are coming up with new techniques to steal monies from people who aren't paying attention. Yeah. And that Quadriga uh, CX, that just because the CEO and founder, Gerald Cotton, died. <laughs> All right. And he's the only one that had the keys owes $190 million to 115,000 customers. I mean, that that is that is a crazy thing. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the things. There are nefarious people in all spaces, and they try to hack. And that's why you don't want to keep your cryptos on those exchanges, folks. You want to keep those on your own hard wallets, right? A Trezor or a Ledger or one of those simple wallets or even on a paper wallet or even written down and put in your wallet, right? You don't want to keep your cryptos on these exchanges unless you are actively trading with them. So hopefully we've gotten that through your through your head over time is that do not keep your cryptos on exchange because then you do not own the keys and then those exchanges own all of them. And then if the CEO dies, you're out of money. The total amount of crypto stolen and scammed in 2018 equaled about 1.7 billion. So, you know, the rate, if we look at this first quarter and multiply it times four quarters, that comes out to about 1.4 billion. So maybe we're on track to see less crypto stolen and hacked in 2019 than we did in 2018. Mm. Hard to say. Hard to say. But speaking of exchanges, uh, there's a report that came out uh, recently. There's an article here on BTC Manager you can see in the show notes. Over 60% of the crypto exchanges have zero trading volume. So the Blockchain Transparency Institute, which is a platform dedicated to curbing the menace of data manipulation by these trading crypto trading venues, um, has released in April its market surveillance report, and they have said that 60% of those exchanges have no trading volume at all, and those are all just BS trading volumes. Yeah, so what is this this term that they have here is wash trading. And hang on, let me look this up. Let's see what they actually Well, I think that would be what I was accusing Bitcoin Cash of doing potentially with okay. 590,000 transactions and they trade this and buy this and trade this and buy this and trade this. And yeah. here they've spent the same exact amount of money. They have $1,000 in their account and they've made 500,000 transactions. So right. A, a wash trade is a form of market manipulation in which an investor simultaneously sells and buys the same financial instruments to create misleading artificial activity in the marketplace. So it's exactly as you said, and that's what makes it a wash. Um, and they're saying that um, 17 of the top 25 exchanges on coin market cap have 99 and a half percent fake trading volumes. And of course, this is something that, you know, we talked about on a previous episode with uh, the gentleman named Dimitri from Crypto Integrity. Mm -hmm. Right. That was episode 264, I believe. And, and coming up on our next episode, which will be episode number 267, we've got Yaven from Cointelligence.com. And these guys have looked at the hard data on the various exchanges and they've rated them, you know, which are the most reliable and which are questionable. So you're going to want to make sure that you listen to that episode so you know you're dealing with reputable exchanges. Mm -hmm, that is true. So Cointelligence Coin is one. And then the other one is the crypto exchange rankings. You can check that out as well. That's a, we talked about that. That's CER.live, which actually goes through and does a bunch of rankings and ratings and analytics on the various different exchanges. 
All right, and looking into the social media sphere, Facebook has acquired a new trademark. It's called Libra, and it is what they're using to work on their super secret hush-hush crypto that nobody really knows exactly what it is. Article in Cointelegraph says that a source familiar with the matter confirmed that Facebook is recruiting financial firms to develop its own crypto and that the project's code name and product name is Libra. And the U.S. Uh, Patent and Trademark Office discovered that Facebook did indeed acquire the rights to a trademark for Libra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Libra was held by a crypto tax company, I believe, called now, it's now called Luca, L-U-K-K-A. And I guess if Facebook comes knocking on your door saying, we'd really love to have your, your trademark and you can change your name because you're just a crypto tax company, we'd really like to have this and we're going to pay you fat stacks of cash. They'll probably say, OK, good idea. But, um, yeah, so we don't really know what Facebook is doing. We do know that they're hiring a lot of blockchain talent. They're hiring a lot of, you know, engineers and blockchain architects and people in the blockchain space. So chances are, you know, and they just had their their F8 conference where they were talking about privacy is one of their main things. (laughs) And they're also talking about how, you know, they want to create sort of the Western civilization's version of WeChat. And so it would seem that they're going to be in some way merging their, you know, merging their uh, Facebook Messenger and merging WhatsApp and merging Instagram's messaging capabilities, I guess, all into one potentially. Uh, he did talk about encryption of messages, so Facebook could not see those messages, which it seems counterintuitive to me because that's how they know how to advertise to you, right? But uh, I could see them having a crypto aspect in there, which is the Facebook coin or Maybe they're calling it Libra, and Libra means balance, right? If you see the uh, you see the zodiac, that's the the scales. Everything yeah. is fair, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. No, there's there's not been a whole lot of information out there. All we've had to do is just sort of put two and two together and make some assumptions. So we don't really know yet, but we do know that they're hot to trot on blockchain developers and engineers, and they're hiring a bunch of them. And I think it's fair to say that, you know, we approach this with optimistic trepidation, you know, optimistic because certainly once Facebook gets into the crypto space, it is going to bring crypto mainstream. There's mm-hmm. just there's no question that that will be a huge catalyst trepidation because Facebook is uh, has got some issues. Um, and I say some in quotes because they're actually pretty major and it will be highly centralized, which kind of goes against the premises of what crypto was intended to be. Uh, but, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. We shall have to wait and see for sure. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's some theories out there about why their cryptos are coming back. This article on Zero Hedge says that the reason could be that Chinese banks are running out of dollars and that what's happening is people who have accounts are scared and they think that the country you know might enter a financial crisis liquidity issues and so they're buying bitcoin so that could yeah there's a bit of a bit of a yeah it could be it's a bit of a trade war going on right i know that trump sent out a tweet recently that there's i don't know x amount of billion dollars worth of goods uh at, at our seaports waiting for the tariffs from china and uh, 25% is popping it up to. So the theory is, is that Chinese banks are running out of dollars uh, or Chinese officials are actively tightening capital control. And that could be, you know, one of the things that's driving up the cost or, or the price of cryptocurrency. So 
it's interesting. Check that article out. Read through it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna cover a, a few more pieces here, but that's kind of an interesting interesting thing to see if that's the case. Is that the is, you know because last year you know they did they did put a a, a limit on U.S. withdrawals. They cut that down from five grand down to three grand in those Chinese banks, and so maybe they're cutting it. Maybe they're holding it tighter. I don't necessarily know. But there's some people who think that that could be uh, the catalyst behind the movement of crypto. So China. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. China. You know, Mr. Travis Wright, it's not enough that Warren Buffett says that a Bitcoin is like a seashell, apparently. Uh, there's an economist by the name of Joseph Stiglitz. He is a Nobel Prize winner, according to CNBC. And he says that cryptos should be shut down. All of them. Yeah. No, he says they should shut down the cryptos, the cryptocurrencies and get off my lawn. No, he thinks that digital assets facilitate criminal behavior. And uh, you know what? Paper money doesn't facilitate criminal behavior, Mr. Joel Com. You know, no, in in fact, the dollar bill is still sitting here on my desk. It's not doing anything. It's not doing anything yet. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of I think anytime you're dealing with money in general and finances in general, that can facilitate criminal behavior. It's not just crypto. And in fact, now more and more so, crypto is sort of losing that stigma of being a criminal behavioral thing. So I think Mr. Mr. Stiglitz <laughs> can Stiglitz where the sun don't shine. <laughs> yeah, well, he says, I think we can actually have a better regulated economy if we had all the data in real time, knowing what people are spending. Well, isn't, I mean, blockchain is as real time as it gets. Right, right. I think we can have a better regulated economy if we have all the data in real time. Yeah, great. Yeah, but but crypto is not the answer. We need more paper money, and we need more middlemen in the way. And uh, yeah, come on, this is crazy. More regulation. He could eat a bag of Stiglitz, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I like the Stiglitz where the sun don't shine. That was my favorite. <laughs> and perhaps in the most dramatic story of the week, the one that is likely to bring crypto adoption to the masses the ecuadorian shrimp producers have joined ibm's blockchain-based food trust ecosystem i know you like those shrimps did somebody say shrimps oh you know what now i know what i'm gonna go have for lunch (laughs) (laughs) And, and he's not kidding by the way i've been around mr travis Wright at restaurants and if there is shrimp he's he is getting the shrimp he doesn't care shrimp cocktail boiled shrimp poached shrimp shrimp salad fried shrimp he doesn't care all the shrimps you know what? I went to uh, Jack Stack Barbecue here in Kansas City the other day, and they had some shrimp tacos. Mm. And uh, I said, mm, shrimp tacos? That sounds like a yes. So I think what I might do is go give me some shrimp tacos, Mr. Joe Com, and some uh, some burnt-in beef stew, which is the most amazing thing I've well, ever had. Well, this is legitimate. The Ecuadorian-based Sustainable Shrimp Partnership, otherwise known as the SSP, is joining IBM's food trust ecosystem. And they say, quote, our aim is to have SSP premium quality shrimp in supermarkets and on menus where the consumer can scan the QR code and find out which farm it's from, how it was farmed, and key indicators on its food safety and sustainability profile as well as the Forrest Gump rating on the shrimp. Mm. Okay, that part's not true. Well, you know one thing is is very true and completely serious for me is like for a couple of years, I would not eat any shrimp. I would not eat any seafood because I did not know if it came from the Gulf where they had that oil spill and they put in that core exit stuff. I was like, 
that's toxic. I don't want to eat that. And then I didn't want any shrimp from Fukushima, right? <laughs> because that old nuclear thing that n- nuclear 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 thing that happened <laughs> happened over in Japan. I was like, man, I don't want any, you know, of those shrimps. I don't need any more radiation. And if you knew exactly where your food's coming from, you know, you're like, you know, I would totally take some shrimps from Ecuador. That sounds delicious. Mm. They're probably not nuclearized. And uh, so that's good. I like this idea. I think this is good. Absolutely. Food's on the blockchain. Know where it came from. So, Mr. Travis Wright, do you know what we're doing next? You know, I do know what we're doing next. This is exciting. It is time for the John McAfee Tweet of the Week. Uh, We don't always do it every week. It is what it is. But uh, we tend to look at John's tweets. And I saw one today that was from uh, Cinco de Mayo, May the 5th, Mm -hmm. which was my birthday. Maybe that's why I tweeted it. Happy birthday, Mr. Jokan. Again. And he said, my Bitcoin Play app Android version is now available on Google Play. Hear my voice cursing your ineptitude and praising your triumphs. Educational. Earn Satoshis as you win and hear my chastisement when you lose. And there is a link to the app as well as the tweet in the show notes, by the way. You could find this at badco.in forward slash 266. And Mr. Travis Wright, I have an Android phone right here and i've installed the mcafee bitcoin play app Mm. i have a i have a android tablet and i have not installed it yet but i'm going to because i want to earn satoshis so you could do 23 games a day and i click play and it comes up with a question greens fairways and bunkers are part of the setting for which sport golf amazing (laughs) <laughs> so he said amazing it's how, a, how many satoshis did you get i just earned three satoshis for that so I'm oh gonna, well you need to send me at least one i'm gonna do the next question here okay you can buy me to enter an event a ticket a meal a jumper or a drink a ticket on to the next question okay now i'm gonna deliberately fail this next one to see what what's the jumper what's a what's a jumper it's a jumper i don't know what is a common Italian dish? The answer is pasta, but I'm going to say McDonald's. Oh, that's it. Just try. I thought he would say like, you suck. You know, you're never going to amount to anything. And and uh, anyway, it's a free app. They are obviously supplementing it with advertisements that are unavoidable between each game. And that's how they're giving away Satoshis. But you can link your wallet and claim your Satoshis and the app will send them to you. You know what? I love these sort of uh, contest quiz games. I'm a big fan of those. I, I, you know, every day I play, there's an app on my phone every single day, every morning I play called Peak, which has all these different sort of brain game type things. I love quizzes and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. But Bitcoin play and earning Satoshis, like that's freaking awesome. I would love to earn some cryptos while I'm playing. So way to go, uh, Mr. McAfee. We appreciate the uh, new app. And uh, one more shout out for appreciation here is we talked about these guys uh, several months ago, the people at Crypto Kaiju. It's K-A-I-J-U. They created collectible vinyl toys that are powered by the Ethereum blockchain. And they had, I think, 120 or so of the first editions. And they have released their second edition of Kaiju now, uh, 250 of them. And and they sent us um, samples. Well, not samples, actual Kaijus, Mr. Travis, right? They did send us actual Kaijus. And what's cool about that 
is that they each have their own address on an ERC721 token. Mm -hmm. So now I can actually click on my particular token. I have number 235 overall and 236 overall. And uh, it shows me, it's going to tell me a little story about them, I believe. Somewhere it does. Yeah, it does. It names them and there's a story. If I look in my trust wallet, which by the way, since we uh, interviewed uh, Victor Redchenko from uh, Binance Trust Wallet, I've been a huge fan of this app because it's actually easier to track all my uh, tokens in there than it is on, on Blockfolio. And if I go to my MetaMask wallet, and if I pull up my Ether wallet uh, ERC20 address, it shows Joel, which is the first crypto kaiju that I got. He is a talented writer, entrepreneur, and host of an awesome podcast and a fun-loving cryptocurrency evangelist. But the two that they just sent me are named Berkman and Sassenrath. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're able to tell what they were named. I, I've not. I was actually looking at my Ether scan. It doesn't tell me any of that information. Uh, uh, so what you need to do in order to do that is on the bottom, uh, the foot of each one of these is a uh, 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 radio frequency ID thing. And so I downloaded an app on my iPhone that is called Hold H O L D, and you launch the Hold app, and then you scan the RFID tag uh -huh. on the foot and it'll sh come up and it'll show you exactly what it is. It's pretty cool. You guys go check these out. They're limited editions. There's only, you know, so many of these. Um, I think they're $55 of the, the latest edition. And it's cool to have these toys on my shelf that are on the blockchain. So I know they that is really cool. It, it's not an RFID. It's an NFC. It's a certificate of authenticity that's on the foot, and they're tamper resistant. And so, it, you know, each batch has got different special editions, one-offs, variants, and scarcity because they're on smart contracts. Yeah. So I I just opened up mine in the trust wallet, and on the trust wallet, you actually can see your tokens and your collectibles. So my crypto kaiju here, one is named Adil A D I L. That's the one that looks like Ethereum. Uh, Adil. Wants to be a robot fighting champion, so he spends a large amount of his spare time traveling the junkyards to find the best parts when not scavenging. He is in his lock-up, fine-tuning his creations or training in the dojo. Isn't a, isn't Adil's last name Doe? Adil? Adil Doe? <laughs> Very nice. My other one, which looks like the Bitcoin, is Arkin an absent-minded detective who is well-known for his clumsiness. Despite his issues, he always manages to solve his cases correctly. Sounds like uh, Inspector Gadget. Mm. I love the toys, so uh, congrats to the guys at Crypto Kaiju. CryptoKaiju.io, the link is in the show notes. Go check it out. And uh, as we wrap up this episode, Mr. Travis Wright, we've got a few reviews for us to read, some of them five-star, one of them two-star. Uh, but mm. Brad the Futurist said, this is the only crypto podcast you need in your ear holes. Let the glorious crypto flow through the canals into your brains and change your life. Travis and Joe's are absolutely the best duo you could ask for to deliver incredible content with a massive dose of hysterical every week that's so on the money with this world-changing technology. Thanks, for, thanks, you guys, for all you do, and stay bad. Mm, very nice. And the next one is uh, from Leo Wolf 88. This show is bad. I am Satoshi Nakamoto, and I approve of this podcast. That's good. I'm Satoshi Nadajolo. 
Mm-hmm. You're Joel Toshi. So this uh, most recent one comes from Rich Bum X. He says, good information, but drop the bad stereotypes. Two stars. <laughs> and he said, it's very annoying <laughs> to hear them continually repeat really bad French or British accents and stereotypes as a nonstop joke. It seems embarrassing to make fun of tea and crumpets right before they have a guest that has a British accent. <laughs> Go on. Mm. What, what do we say to that, Travis? I'm so sorry, Rich Bum X. Your fifis are hurt. I am so sorry for your fifis that you are so sensitive about silly shit. Oh, I say, should we have some tea and crumpets now, Mr. Travis Wright? Oh, we can have some tea and crumpets if we like. I don't oh. know. I don't, I don't, what the hell's a crumpet? Or oh, should we put another shrimp up? Oh, what is it? Prawn on the barbie. <laughs> oh, rich bum X. I hope you become a poor bum X. No, no. We want everybody to be prosperous, but most of all, what we really no, want. No, not him. Not him. No. <laughs> Two stars. You must go in and change review to five stars. Or else, or else KGB will come and find you and tell you, you must to stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.